When Rebecca Geyer and I started True Marketing way back 14 years ago, we quickly realized that engineer executives were very skeptical about what we were recommending despite our many years of experience in the industry. And we would go to them with data such as B2B market trends and reports, and they would still kind of shake their heads and say, but that's not how a technical buyer behaves. And so became the inspiration to conduct annual research studies looking specifically at the audience that we serve, which is engineers and highly technical buyers, to look at their behavior and examine what they do, where they look to uh, find information to make purchase decisions, how many pieces of information they need, what types of content they prefer, and so forth. And for the last five years, we've conducted this research with Global Spec. And so today I'm bringing on my research partner in crime, and we're going to walk through some of the major findings for this year's 2022 State of Marketing to Engineers Research Report. Now, if you're interested in past research, we have it all up on the True Marketing website. Also, for this year's report, you can download the full report on truemarketing.com. You can also find the on-demand webinar, which was held just last week, and uh, look at that as well. All right, let's do this. Welcome to Content Marketing Engineered, your source for building trust and generating demand with technical content. Here is your host, Wendy Covey. Hi, and welcome to Content Marketing Engineered. On each episode, I'll break down an industry trend, challenge, or best practice in reaching technical audiences. You'll meet colleagues, friends, and clients of mine who will stop by to share their stories. And I hope that you leave each episode feeling inspired and ready to take action. Before we jump in, I'd like to give a brief shout out to my agency, True Marketing. True is a full service agency located in beautiful Austin, Texas, serving highly technical companies. For more information, visit truemarketing.com. And now on with our podcast. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Content Marketing Engineered. My guest today is CJ Haight. He's the Content Marketing Manager from Global Spec. Welcome, CJ. Thank you, Wendy. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. We have been spending a lot of time together lately, uh, getting our annual research report pushed out the door. So I I feel like I'm talking to an old friend here. (laughs) Yeah, it has been quite a sprint. I've been enjoying it. Good. Me too. Well, CJ, before we launch into our fifth annual research study uh, and and highlight some of the results, I thought we might start with you telling us a bit about yourself and about GlobalSpec. Yeah, so Global Spec, um, we provide data-driven marketing solutions for industrial marketers uh, to help promote their business and their products. We have an audience of engineers and technical professionals who come to us uh, as a trusted source of content. They come for our community, our webinars, videos, and news. Uh, At Global Spec, I am the content marketing manager, as you said, so I kind of oversee all of Global Spec's content marketing needs. Uh, That could be from white papers to infographics and research reports such as this and blog articles. So you're doing uh, the same job as a lot of people listening right now, it sounds to me. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Lots of experience with them. Right. I think we need a whole separate episode just hearing about your planning cycles and how you manage your day-to-day, you know, uh, needs of all this different type of content that you get out the door. So let's, uh, let's put that on our calendars. 
Yeah, let's, I, I'm sure our listeners would love to hear that. <laughs> well, today we're highlighting our annual State of Marketing to Engineers report. And this report helps marketers, salespeople, and executives better understand how engineers and technical buyers find and consume information to make purchase decisions. And it also helps marketers justify their spend and figure out, you know, make some informed decisions on where they allocate people, time, and budget. So think of that marketing mix pie. This helps you decide what is the right mixture for you reaching technical buyers. And uh, CJ, we'd had a great response this year. What over 800 respondents. That was pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Definitely had our, our, a nice little in-sample. And uh, between that and the fact that we have five years of history, and in many cases, we, have the, we were asking the same question year over year for the past five years. There's a, a lot of goodness here, a lot of trends that we can speak to. Um, but, you know, in addition to all that, um, each year we try to focus on a different area. So CJ, tell us about some of the areas that we dug into that are new this year. So as our fifth year together, um, we have always had kind of an underlying focus on how engineers find information. Uh, last year, we had a lot of questions concerning COVID-19 and the impact that engineers saw from that. This year, we went a little bit more back to formula. Uh, we put in a lot of questions from past year's popular questions that we saw to keep following those trends that you were talking about. We've dived into some areas that we thought could be of high interest to industrial marketers. Uh, that is social media, videos and podcasts, and of course, an engineer's preference in speaking to a salesperson. Yeah, and the fact that this survey was conducted during these uncertain <laughs> continuing COVID times, I think there's still, you know, some some things to be uh, derived from that, especially since 2022 is off to sort of that same tumultuous start. So um, anyway, that that's an interesting dynamic with these reports in these set of years. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so um, so we took the research and really categorized it in three ways. Information sources, content preferences, which includes video and podcasts, and engagement with sales. So let's just dive right in and talk about some of the findings. And um, if, if those of you listening are wanting more detail or um, you know specific demographics, all of that is covered in the research study itself and in the webinar. And at the end of this podcast, we'll point you to those resources. But spoiler alert, you can find them on either one of our websites. <laughs> so CJ, <laughs> fundamental question, we always have to ask this. Where do engineer, excuse me, where do engineers turn to find information to make a purchase decision? What sources do they turn to? So similar to where what we saw last year, where engineers turn to uh, find information after industry conferences and trade shows were canceled, about 69% of engineers this year said that they go directly to the source, meaning that they're going to the supplier or the vendor websites. Uh, they'll check online trade publications and they'll look through publication emails um, and newsletters. Yeah. We also found uh, industry groups and association groups were uh, popular for information sources as well. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, we hadn't included associations in that chart in the past. So that was a new response option this year. And it was interesting to see how highly it was ranked. And I wasn't really surprised by that. Uh, I think it's it's a good one to keep in there. Um, boy, Absolutely. those 
Supplier vendor websites, though, I, you know, can't emphasize enough how important your website is. So if, if you need to dust it off, if it's, you know, going on four years, five years, you're probably not performing too well and uh, might be time to give it a look. <laughs> yeah, make sure those are updated. That's very important, especially heading into a new year. Yeah, and Google changed their algorithm this past year and um, really focused on the mechanics of the website. So things like load time, responsiveness. So if, if you're not aware of that, we have a, a podcast a while back that you can go look up and um, just run your website through one of the website graders to see where you're doing well and where it might be failing. So that would be good advice. Uh, so that's, those are information sources. And then what about social? This is always a controversial topic. Yeah. Um, so YouTube, LinkedIn, and GitHub were our top three platforms that engineers found valuable, uh, with both YouTube and LinkedIn taking the majority lead. In fact, we found that only 12% of responders, of respondents considered YouTube to have little to no value. So that's quite a few people who, and engineers who love going onto YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, and what was also interesting, uh, similar to what you were just saying, this was the first year that we included GitHub and that took third, third place. Um, so that, that it'll be interesting to see where the growth is for that in the next few years as well. Yeah. Um, what I love about these findings are um, the surprise that people have about what's least favored. <laughs> yes. And? So uh, what we saw for least favored was Reddit, Instagram, and Clubhouse. They were ranked lowest on our list. I think it's important to note that over half of the respondents marked these three platforms as not applicable to them. Yeah. Um, however, we saw the same thing with GitHub, uh, even though that took the third place spot. Now, a lot of people are spending um, quite a bit of resources on Twitter and Facebook. What would you say to them based on these findings? I would say uh, Twitter and Facebook are definitely going to be important in terms of advertising. Um, obviously, you're going to want to get on YouTube and LinkedIn. Those will be the two places that engineers are going to find themselves, especially during the day, during work hours, looking for work-related videos. Um, but Facebook and Twitter are, are also just, there's such high on social media platforms that I would suggest putting some budget into advertising on there. Okay. All right. That I, I, every year I look at this and say, wow, the Twitter just really surprises me on uh, its lack of popularity compared to how much investment marketers make in that platform um, at the expense of LinkedIn. And, and I feel like the past year or two, that's really shifted and people are spending more time on LinkedIn and, and then YouTube, gosh, it's like its own little animal. So when we get to video, we'll look at that in more detail. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. Another interesting thing we're seeing this year is uh, a trend, actually a two or three year trend regarding e-newsletter subscriptions. Yeah. So uh, I actually find this one very interesting. If we go back and compare some of our numbers from previous years, uh, we're seeing a trend of engineers subscribing to less newsletters. Uh, so, for example, in 2019, 2020, and 2021, we saw a small but steady increase in engineers subscribing to six or more newsletters. In 2022, we saw that number drop to less than it was before 2019. Um, and another example is engineers subscribing to three to five newsletters. That's kind of been dropping year over year. 
So in 2020, we saw 47% say that they were subscribing to three to five. In 2022, we're now seeing about 39%. Um, where we have seen a little bit of an increase, though, is in one to two newsletter subscriptions, which I did find interesting. That jumped over, that jumped up in 2022. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like maybe people are getting fed up <laughs> with their email <laughs> boxes, inboxes being overwhelmed. And um, we're seeing this with true marketing clients and with our own marketing. And we, we're calling it the, the COVID email effect, if you will. I think that when trade shows canceled, when sales couldn't go out to visit, everyone was turning to email a little too often and people are getting fed up. They're getting more particular about what they're allowing to come through. Uh, what are you seeing on your side at Global Spec? Yep, we are seeing something similar. So in another research report that we do, the content market the Manufacturing Content Marketing Research Report, uh, where we survey industrial marketers specifically, a lot of them have marked that they've found a lot of success in email marketing throughout the pandemic, um, because that's, of course, where they would mostly turn to once in-person events were canceled. Mm -hmm. Um, I would imagine that that may have caused some sort of fatigue with, with engineers and overcrowding their emails, and, and now maybe they might be drawing back on subscriptions. Uh, I, I don't believe that they are done with email by any means. I think engineers will keep going to email to find information, but they might be a little bit more picky in terms of what they're subscribing to. Yeah. And you know what? That is a, a good reminder to marketers to be very strategic about your subject line and the types of information you're including here. Because if you're putting in fluff, you're going to be one of those that drop out of their mix, right? <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and how often you're sending emails as well. Absolutely. Don't be don't be overcrowding their emails uh, with your own content. Make sure you're sending them what they want to see. Yeah, great reminder. Well, let's turn uh, to video now. So, video, as we have seen each year, it's a key information source with 96% of engineers watching weekly. Um, and so, you know, basically what I get from that is you need to be doing video period. You can't just ignore it or think, oh, maybe if I could get to it between the YouTube finding and video finding, it's, it's pretty much a slam dunk. Would you agree, CJ? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Industrial markers need to be thinking about video. Yeah. But, you know, so if video is sort of like, okay, like pay attention, because now it's it's same finding as last year, almost everybody's watching video. I found that the bigger news was in podcast adoption. What do you think about this? Yeah, uh, how exciting to talk about podcast numbers on a podcast. Um, we started looking at this data last year for the first time. And I'm happy because compared to the numbers from last year and this year, we, we have seen a significant change. Um, we did briefly mention podcasts in our 2020 uh, findings where um, over half of our respondents they stated that they found little to no value in podcasts. So it wasn't a huge surprise last year when 45 percent of engineers said that they didn't listen to podcasts at all. Um, and out of the 55 percent of people who did listen to podcasts, only 48 percent of them actually subscribed to any. And only 11% listen to more than an hour a week. Um, in 2022, though, we've seen quite a few jumps in those numbers. For example, uh, 73% of engineers state that they listen to work-related podcasts. And 23% of them said that they're now listening to more than an hour. 
So that number more than doubled uh, from last year, which is very exciting. Um, and so now not only are more engineers listening to podcasts, but they're also listening to podcasts for longer. Um, and, and more of them are subscribing as well. And in 2020, we saw that 48% of listeners didn't subscribe. And now that number has dropped down to 36%. Mm-hmm. Here we go. The growth of podcasts. So maybe people are spending less time on email <laughs> and more time <laughs> listening. So uh, maybe people who are doing monthly e-newsletters need to think about changing things up and considering podcasts. Um, but I What a great say- idea. Yeah, right. Um, But I will say the conflicting information with this is found back on the favored channels to find information and podcasts is still ranks pretty low compared to email compared to websites. So, you know, you have to take all of this in and, and look at that because it's weird. <laughs> you know, like I don't yeah. like it as much as these other things, but yet I'm willing to spend time there. So, um... right. <laughs> it is a growing trend. So it'll be very interesting to see where podcasts sit on that list two to three years from now, yeah. if it's grown up and, and become more of a, of a topic that engineers are flacking to, or if it, if it's still something that they enjoy, but not something that they're constantly seeking out. Right. Well, I'm, I'm here to tell you that hosting a podcast takes a lot of work. So for someone thinking about doing this, a nice way to dip your toe in is to be a guest on somebody else's podcast like you're doing, CJ. You, you had a pretty mm-hmm. easy compared to all the things that we're going to do to produce this one episode. So uh, <laughs> so anyway, just, just to hint out there to those that aren't ready to go in, you know, dive headfirst into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, every year we absolutely, absolutely have to include a question about gated content. And this is because, you know, engineer executives are so skeptical about this, as are uh, quite a few marketers in the industry. So, CJ, will engineers fill out a form in exchange for information? Yes. Yes, they will. I'm, I'm happy to say yes. 83% of engineers stated that they would be willing to fill out a form for, uh, in exchange for technical information and, and content, um, with over 30% of respondents saying that they would also fill, oh, I'm sorry, with over 30% of respondents saying that they'd fill out a form for white papers, CAD drawings, and webinars, um, which is interesting because comparing this data to last year, webinars were ranked fifth. And so now they've jumped up to third. But the percentage um, in terms of the scale actually hasn't changed. It's still sitting at 30%. So rather than seeing a jump in webinars, we've actually seen a decrease in in in-depth case studies falling from 40% down to 29%. Hmm. So we know that case studies are still an important tool, an important type of content, but the finding might be, yeah, maybe this shouldn't be behind a form so much. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. Um, well, let's switch gears now and talk about buyers interacting with salespeople. And uh, this this was fun. We added some new questions this year, and uh, I, I really have enjoyed just reading people's responses and getting engaged on on how they prefer to um, interact. So one of the things we asked about was exactly that: How do you want to interact with salespeople? Where are you in the buyer's journey, and what does that interaction look like? Uh, so what did we discover? So we saw that 51% of engineers say that they prefer to research online knowing that there's a salesperson available to assist them if needed. 
um, but not necessarily constantly reaching out to them, um, which doesn't feel like too much of a surprise just because we have seen that trend kind of continue for several years where engineers want to do most of their research online um, on their own and then they'll reach out to a sales rep when they're ready. Yeah, I always wonder as, um, you know, as the baby boomers retire and we have a, a big population of millennials that are getting into decision making and specifying roles, if we wouldn't see a trend where, um, let's say, the, the less experienced folks want a technical salesperson to part with them, partner with them earlier in the buyer's journey. So I think it's good that we're checking in on this and looking at it by age. But you're right, it's still showing up the same way of let me do a lot of research online, serve up the technical content I need, and I'll tell you when I'm ready to talk to sales. Uh, yeah. We also asked um, about sales behavior that engineers find most to least annoying. How about this one, CJ? Yeah, the three behaviors that engineers marked as feeling the most frustrated or the most annoyed with uh, is, like you said, a lack of technical expertise. Um, that was the number one. The second was poor responsiveness. And the third being uh, contacted too often. So definitely uh, an engineer is going to want someone who is very technical and, and has quite a bit of knowledge, especially of the product that they're talking about, um, will respond quickly. And isn't going to reach out to the engineer too often and, and kind of bug them too much. Yeah, I, I don't like being hounded by salespeople either. So I, I can identify with this. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and speaking from experience, I, I know what it's like to go into a store and have done some research and talk to someone who seems to have not done nearly as much research on the own product that they're selling. So I, I can understand that as well. Yeah, I think that has some implication for companies that are looking to cut corners and hire sales prospectors that are out there doing cold calling and making those first phone calls, but have absolutely zero technical background that might be hurting you more than helping. So definitely examining yeah. that and, and thinking about the trade-offs between that and having someone with true technical expertise at the other end of the line. Yeah, that's a great point, Wendy. Well, finally, one more question that I'd like us to highlight. Um, for those working on company positioning and messaging, they should listen up here. Um, we asked what, was, um, what were the most influential factors in the overall decision-making process? And uh, some of the answers were kind of surprising. So uh, what we saw here was um, technical expertise being number one as well. Um, and responsiveness and customer service being number two. So maybe not reaching out to the engineer too often, but definitely being able to respond whenever they reach out to you. Um, and number three, what we saw was innovative technology. Yeah, and then at the very end of the list or towards the end was values and social responsibility and awards. Mm -hmm. And so, and you know, as a, as a company, as an agency, we often help companies with their messaging and how they differentiate. And often, you know, company values, uh, some companies want their values, their social responsibility to dominate their messaging. And this tells me if they do that at the cost of talking about their technical expertise, they may uh, have a missed opportunity here and um, may not make it, you know, to that shorter cut. So uh, 
be careful about where you sprinkle that in. We're not saying it's not important. It's just, you know, the order of importance, um, really, you know, technical expertise being the top and how you uh, treat your customers, how you respond to them, as, as you mentioned. Yeah, um, I, I think we are just so used to seeing that in other spaces uh, where people do care about awards and if you're environmentally conscious. Um, but engineers, they clearly care about the technicalities and, and how, how uh, the, the expertise that the salesperson has that they're speaking to um, more than, than those other areas. Yeah. And you could see if you're trying to solve a complex challenge and, or, or something that's uh, very critical, you know, that may impact someone's livelihood, you could see where that technical expertise needs to come in first over, oh, this company also does a lot of uh, greater good for the environment. <laughs> so not that it's not important. Yeah. 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 Well, good. Well, right. this is, this is, I think this is an excellent teaser. Obviously we're not taking the time today to dive into every finding in the report, uh, but where can our listeners go uh, to learn more about global spec and plug into your community and get their hands on these research findings? Yeah. So uh, going over to globalspec.com slash advertising, you'll be able to find just about all of the content that we produce we also have a blog called marketingmaven.globalspec.com. Uh, you'll also be able to find that on the advertising site, but you'll be able to find more content and blog posts that are all targeting for industrial marketers. Um, yeah. And what about if people want to connect with you personally, CJ? Uh, with me personally, you can find me on LinkedIn uh, by linkedin.com slash christianjhate. You can also find Global Spec on LinkedIn and all of the other social media accounts. Great. And how do you spell your last name just so people can find you? My last name is Hate, H-A-I-G-H-T. There we go. Good deal. And then on True Marketing site, we have the report in our resources section and also the on-demand webinar. So look for that as well. Uh, thank you for joining today, CJ. Really appreciate you being here. Thank you very much for having me. I had a great time. Thanks for joining me today on Content Marketing Engineered. For show notes, including links to resources, visit truemarketing.com slash podcast. While there, you can subscribe to our blog and our newsletter and order a copy of my book, Content Marketing Engineered. Also, I would love your reviews on this podcast. So please, when you get a chance, subscribe and leave me your review on your favorite podcast subscription platform. Thanks and have a great day.